are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hark the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked on Tar Heels. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Kenneth Cooper. Happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you just download and subscribe to the Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. We are going to talk about Mac Brown's midweek presser, some key takeaways from his comments to the media. We also got to talk about UNC basketball's pickup games, who have to be some of the most elite games we've seen probably in the country, I'd argue, next to Kentucky, maybe. Then finally, we've got to keep our head up. As we all know, there are some crazy things going on in this country still. Mac Brown leaves us with a positive note about what he's doing for his athletes, so we're going to round that out with some good vibes. So let's get into it, shall we? All right, so as we know, Carolina is taking on Virginia this Saturday at 8 p.m., another night game for the Heels, another team that is not reflective of how their record is, just another opportunity to go in and see what they're built and made of. Carolina is going in to see can they handle their success. Now, Mac Brown mentioned that this is a military appreciation game, which means the guys will honor someone who is either living or has passed and will be able to talk to those people by phone or, you know, reach out to a family member and just say thank you for your service and all of those good heartfelt things that we want to say to got people, men and women who are, you know, serving our country and making sure we're safe in such a very trying time to say the least. One of the things that Mac Brown wanted to make sure we all knew and understood is that Carolina needs to learn how to handle success, right? As we all know, they came up and dominated the NC State game, which last year was great because it was the last game of the season, so you had all that momentum. You felt good about yourself going into that bowl game, and we all know sometimes Carolina doesn't exactly show up for bowls, but they ended up dominating Temple. But it was nice to see Carolina continue that success. That's what they're going to have to do this Saturday against Virginia. As we all know, last year's game was a close nail-biter didn't quite come through but this is a new Carolina team that seems to be getting it done we saw the confidence build when they beat Virginia Tech we saw the confidence build continue when they beat an NC State but we saw a drop when we let FSU get to us so can UNC handle success handling the road games winning on the road is something that Carolina still needs to do confidently and dominantly to, in order to be that team that they want to say that they are. To be a top five team, you have to win on the road as if you are winning at home. Another takeaway we had from Mac Brown's press conference, the night games, the rough parts of the night games, because Carolina is used to that wake up early, get what you got to do. And I don't know if that's attributed to having an older coach. I'm sure, obviously, when you're a student athlete that you have to get up early for practice and, you know, go do your classes and class schedules are only for a certain amount of day. That part, too. But we all know as you get older in age, right, you want to get up and get it done. <laughs> and I'm assuming that coach probably wakes up wait wee hours in the morning and is like, listen, I got you from six to eight. Let's ball out. And then I got to get my midday nap in. And then I'm ready to do a couple meetings. But come three, four, five o'clock, don't ask me to do a whole lot. And I'm in the bed by 730. And that, I'm, maybe I'm speaking for myself. I don't know if I'm speaking for Coach Brown. But I'm speaking for myself. Like, I, I got you during the sunshine hours. But when it starts to get a little dark, you, you don't know if you're going to find me. So we're hoping that these guys are able to pull it off 
for this weekend. He mentioned that the coaches, coaching staff had been texting the guys, trying to remind them that, hey, it's 7 o'clock. You are gearing up to go into get your early workout, in, not workout, but pre-workout warm-up going on. Hey, it's 8 o'clock. It's time for the game to start. Are you ready to go? Hey, it's 9.30. It's halftime. Are you awake? Hey, it's... uh. 10, 11 o'clock it's going into the fourth quarter and just mentally trying to get these guys like all right you're still in rhythm you're still trying to go but I know me I mean well let me let me take that back because I must say I would miss those texts but I'm not going to sit there and lie or call these guys out and say that they're missing those notifications but I'm sure that they are not asleep but as you all are hearing obviously by now I'm the sleeper of the group I'm a napper I'm a queen of a nap I love a good rest time since First grade and beyond, I was devastated that you couldn't take naps in school. So I am the queen of a good nap. I think that should be in everybody's you know repertoire to survive. Everyone needs a good 30 minute just un- undoing of social media, undoing of phones, all of that good stuff. I just, everyone needs a nap. Okay. That's just how I feel about that. Another key takeaway we have from Mac Brown number three, Virginia is looking to fight and prove that they're a program that is better than their record shows. <sighs> A little deja vu, a little bit of, you know, energy where we're feeling from Florida State. But I know that, Carolyn, I'm hoping that these guys are just like, they see the writing on the wall. They see what everyone's going to say about them if they lose to Virginia with a poor record. Like, let's not do that, okay? Like, let's just, let's avoid that at all costs. Let's just, you know, move on from that narrative that we can't get up for night games, that we can't get up for teams with bad records, whose whose records are not reflective of how the team really is. Let's not give these teams any confidence. Like, we're just not going to be that team that everyone says, oh, you shouldn't be a top 15 team. No, we are not doing that. So we badgered you. We don't even want to put that in the universe, okay? Final takeaway that Mac Brown seemed to talk about most on his midweek presser was about analytics. He talked about how there's this analytics book that was created in order to, you know, basically say how players or how teams should respond for each play that's come up against them from the opponent, what the opponent should do, all that good stuff. And, you know, I listened for a while, but analytics are cool. <laughs> I appreciate people who take the time to, you know, make sure they dive into every single play, every single stat, every single, you know, move that these players make. That's great. However, analytics cannot account for weather. Analytics cannot account for heart. Analytics can't really account for talent because yes, talent can, you can know how someone should show up to a game, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that player is going to show up because at the end of the day, you have to go out and compete. And so I cannot stand when people just are so hell-bent on sticking to analytics and proving, like, yes, I think from a practice standpoint, that makes you get better. I think from, you know, being out with your teammates trying to learn film and watching film and seeing what moves need to be made, all of that is fine and good, but you can't teach heart. You can't analytically decide who has heart that day, who is going to be the better player on that given, you know, game. I just, I'm not, I'm big on that. That is very big for me. I think that at the end of the day, that's why you play the game. That's why you have technically underdogs. That's why you have champions because you were able to go out and show up. And so that's what I think Carolina needs to do. At the end of the day, analytics, great. Have them. Know what you're going up against, but don't rest on them. You cannot rest on paper numbers, none of that, because, I mean, what that's that's not going to help you in the trenches. Not none whatsoever. So that's my little spiel on that. Now, I am gearing up for going to Charlottesville in my mind because, you know, I'm not traveling right now because of a little pandemic outside. But if I were, 
<laughs> going, I would make sure I head to rockauto.com because their chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what market will do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. I am also very much on the road traveling in my mind and I have a little tailgate going on, tail end, what rather. I'm having a home gate. Whatever you want to call that, I'm doing it on the inside because <laughs> I'm playing no games with this pandemic. But in order to have a really good time on Saturday as I gear up for my night game, I'm going to be, you know, sipping on a couple things and I just, I got to feel like I need to chill, right? And that is why I am going to celebrate responsibly, reaching for my Coors Light because it's made to chill. It's cold lager, cold filter, and cold package. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team, especially my Tar Heels, just when I want to drink some beer. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so I'm encouraging you all, when you want to hit that reset button, when you want to gear up and gear up for game day, go ahead and get you some Coors Light. Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Make sure you download, subscribe to the Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are the daily talk show. I guess you can call it a radio show podcast. All that good stuff where we come and talk Carolina athletics every single day. We are gearing up for Carolina basketball season. It's going to be an exciting time. This is a new look for the Tar Heels. We are going to bounce back from last year's struggle year, but I'm feeling good vibes from this team. Now, one thing about Carolina, you know, it's University National Champion, so oftentimes you get to see, you know, players come back who are just elite. You have wide eyes to try to stay humble because you act like you've been here before however I'm just saying if I was coming up to practice one day and someone like Tyler Hansborough was just like hey yeah I'm ready for a pickup game like okay bro like no thing you're just like go to like one of the best greatest you know college basketball players of all time nope no big deal fine period (laughs) all that good stuff but UNC basketball gave us an inside look into practice yesterday and there are some familiar faces that we love to see representing the blue blue squad they had Tyler Hansborough Kobe White Tyler Zeller, Theo Pinson, and Cam Johnson, who we know is the brother of Puff Johnson. So I know he probably feeling like the brother of Puff Johnson. Like, obviously, I'm in my own right. But, you know, it's for a good show. Puff's still playing. So we're going to go give our love to Puff at the moment. I think Puff is a great name. Puff, Puff, okay, okay. That's just me. <laughs> Anybody else? No. Okay, cool. Um, according to UNC's basketball, UNC basketball tweet, they had uh, to drop all of the accolades from this blue squad. They're among them, or between them, they have three national champion, three national championships, one national player of the year, five All American recognitions, two ACC player of the years, eight All ACC recognitions, and two ACC All freshmen. So many, I couldn't barely get them out. But I'm just telling you, 
you just practice with greatness, Carolina basketball. Like that's just, and I'm sure there's more people, you know, but with COVID and everything, it's just, you have to be more delicate. And Carolina basketball did make sure they mentioned that all these guys went through protocols. They got tested, all that good stuff. They probably can't be around the team beyond just the practicing, but I totally get it. I'm glad they have to mention it because, you know, it was going to be somebody, Billy Wright, talking in them tweets, talking about, oh, well, we can just let them just practice and whatever. So you know, cross all your T's, die every eye and all that good stuff. And, but you see that Coach Williams has said multiple times that he wears his mask every day. So we're good on all those fronts. Now, he got me to thinking, right? If I was going to be practicing with some pretty elite people, who would I want from Carolina basketball to be able to just pick their brain or, you know, go up against all that good stuff? So I picked three. And I want you guys at Locked on Heels or at Locked On, why am I Locked On, at Candace D. Cooper, I want you to tell me the three people that you would love to practice against or just learn from, you know, from former UNC basketball players. So here are my three. So number one, I have Rasheed Wallace. I think I would want Rasheed because I'd want him to teach me toughness. I'm not sure I want to go up against him in practice because I think my chest would hurt by the end of it. But if I had the opportunity just to learn from him, learn his toughness tactics, what did he do to, you know, really embody that character of just being the big bully and you know I think also that he would give me honest feedback like if he if I was a scrub he would very much tell me I'm a scrub right <laughs> he would just very much tell me like I didn't have what it takes but I feel like he's like a tough love like low key, he's a softie like most guys who are really brutal like that they're probably looking softies for people that they like and so I think by the end of it he would pour into me that's just what I'm gonna go with like he could be a total jerk and that's fine but I'm gonna go with my grace here and I just feel like he's a good sweetheart so he's also the current coach for Jordan High School which lets me know like he wants to pour into this community so I'm hoping that he would pour into me, let me know what I could do to be better and just, you know, how I can be one of those big, big men in the pain and all that good stuff. So that's my one, Rasheed Wallace. Number two would be Vince Carter. I'd want him to teach me how to take care of my body and maintain longevity. I mean, you don't have a 20-year career for nothing, right? Like that speaks to, you know, what did he do on and off the court? What did he do to ensure that his body was well taken care of? You know, what did he eat nutritionally? You know, did he have just naturally good genes and he's been blessed? Like obviously it's something, you know, what, you know, what helps you stay in careers for long periods of time was it the way you treated people was it the way you know you just responded well to coaches were you coachable all those good things did you put your ego aside at a certain point in your career when you knew you weren't going to be quote-unquote the man anymore and so just having those conversations with Vince Carter who also is now an analyst and you know obviously that's what I want to do with my life so having the opportunity to just pick a brain with someone who is very skilled and knowledgeable in the game of basketball is something I am very much working on and come basketball season y'all will assume that I know just as much about basketball as I do about football it'll it'll look like just smooth movement with little ebb and flow you won't you won't even know the difference <laughs> you won't even know that I'm still figuring out the skill numbers and all that good you won't even know that by the time this podcast drops for basketball season for real and we really get into the root of that so that's that on that my final person obviously you guys I'm surprised you don't know this already because I say his name pretty much every other show Harrison Barnes class 2012 stand up okay I would love to have Harrison teach me how to be a philanthropist and 
you know, make sure I bring my passion projects to life and just, I would love to know what I could do to get more involved, the business steps he takes, his business acumen, and just being able to pick his brain in that regard of just, yes, basketball is great and elite and he has a great game. He's still working on being, I mean, he's been on some pretty bad teams, unfortunately, you know, Sacramento Kings, Dallas Mavericks during like a tough year. It's like, so I'm just hoping that, you know, he turns that, career around for his sake but off the court bar none he is champion in my eyes and I if I could be somebody like to emulate in terms of giving because I had the means to do it Harrison Barnes would be my number one guy and listen again I know you thought I was gonna pick Michael Jordan because he does a lot of philanthropic work but like you know someone who does has done it so early on in his career and it's just that's just who he is and what he's about is just something that I've been really inspired by because he is my age and it's like what am I it keeps me kind of you know on my toes and makes me you know say okay keep in perspective like what can you give from where you're at right like yes I don't have millions of dollars to donate but can I donate my time can I donate my talents can I make sure that the next gen is you know better off than they were when they started around me like how can I leave a place better than where I found it all of that good stuff so I am wanting to be like Harrison so I want to hear your top three again at locked on heels or at KNSD Cooper let me know who you guys are thinking are going to be your you know superstars you want to practice with on and off the court it doesn't have to just be skill set you know obviously you want to shoot threes from somebody or you want to know how to floor manage like you know Marshall or what have you at Coda all that good stuff whatever that's fine I mean just it's your three <laughs> all right but final thoughts of the day we have a priceless gym let's talk about Armando Baycott and his leadership his sophomore um, leadership that he is bringing to the group and some key takeaways that he had when he spoke to the media this week next on Locked on Tar Heels. So it's exactly four weeks until the start of college basketball. How are we feeling about the Tar Heels, y'all? Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast because it's going to get crazy during college basketball season with football rounding out. And then we're going to go transition. How will Carolina basketball look because of the pandemic? How will college basketball look because of COVID-19? And what will the parameters be? And if people get positive tests and Obviously, it's different than a football team that has a little more. I mean, you have more players involved. And are they get, are they granting – I got to make sure I read that. But I, w- I wonder if they're granting basketball players the opportunity to come back regardless. Or is that in the entire everyone gets a free year? I'm assuming it's everybody, but I'm going to double-check that for you guys. But either way, you don't have the kind of depth from a basketball standpoint that you do from college football necessarily. And you really don't have that very much so with college football. However – if guys go down, if three of your bigs go down, <laughs> what are we going to do? If a class, let's say, guys who probably room together, they have contact tracing, have to go down, and you have your point guard, your shooting guard, and then your center down, like, whoo, that, that's going to make for a long day for any team. And I'm sure that keeps a lot of coaches up at night and trying to, you know, implore these guys to be responsible and do the right things outside of the gymnasiums. However, I just I don't know I, I'm I'm praying good vibes for everyone involved because you want to see a full season we've been lucky enough to see Carolina football kind of just keep going with it but you definitely want to see healthy healthiness is that a word I'm gonna um, SAT prep for the day you know sometimes I struggle with my big words like I can get my big words down but then sometimes my small words I'm like ooh yeah let's make it bigger than it is okay we got to work worry about the health of the team so Four weeks until we have college basketball, we got to speak to Armando Baycott about, 
you know, media or he spoke with the media about his progress and how he is ready and excited for the season, speaking how practices are much better than the practices he's experienced last year. Guys are leaving tired. Guys are just really working hard, putting in the work. Guys are, you know, playing more physical and they are really showing and trying to prove themselves. Even the younger guys talked about Walker and Dayron Sharp and how they're just trying to ensure that they are prepared going into the season. There's no surprises. He wants to be the leader that, you know, did, he wants to teach the these young guys everything that he wished he had done his freshman year not that he had a bad freshman year at all but how can he make sure that these guys step up in ways that he feels like he should have improved from last season he also talked about not taking anything for granted he trained with ed davis this summer and worked out with him and how ed was just always about learning physicality steps of it but you know he stayed for his sophomore year and the idea is that you get better. You try and you know implement things that you didn't necessarily implement your freshman year and ensure that you take it more seriously, you take your body, your health and your nutrition, all of that, because you get it now. You get It's a big deal. You can't rest on just being good because at this point, everybody good. <laughs> you get to Carolina, but you get to more importantly, college basketball world, you realize everybody's elite. They just picked a different school. So learning those little things and then having uh, Psycho T playing with him, we can confirm that Psycho T still plays very physical, (laughs) which is honestly, listen, as a 30 year old still trying to get it done, kudos to him. I can't run. I can't run to the grocery store, let alone trying to run around a gym with some 18 year olds. Like if you ask me to go swim with some 18 year old kids right now, I mean, I would do it off the strength right? Because I'm a competitive person, but I would need like a full-blown ice bath. Like I need somebody to like massage me down afterwards because I would probably be stuck for the next week. And I literally would have done like one lap. (laughs) So that's that. So him running the floor with those guys, like kudos to him. Finally, Armando was talking about him being in business school and how that was important to him. And, you know, I love to highlight some athlete students okay I love when they are doing big things and Armando is doing that and him getting into business school is really important to him one of the reasons why he picked Carolina because of their great business school in Keenan Flagler so shout out to him for you know making sure that he is trying to be successful on and off the courts now as we wrap up today's show again I mentioned that Mac Brown was talking about you know talking to his players about his or their, you know, feelings towards what's going on in the world. And I 100% and just more reason number 100,005 why I love Mac Brown, because he gets it, right? As much as we love football, and it's great, and we want to cheer for our team and be excited, like, there's real world going on. And so him providing a mental counselor for his players is so essential, because we're all just trying to get through, right? We're all just trying to make sure that we can survive sometimes and, you know, at the end of the day, got to keep it in perspective. It is so hard out here to try and fake like sports is always important. So I'm trying to, uh, whoo, it's a real show today. We're getting a little misty. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to keep it in perspective at times because, you know, you do want to rally around these guys and just try and have some sort of normalcy. But, you know, we're going to get through it and I'm going to be fine and everything's going to be all right. So one step at a time, make sure you guys stay smart, be safe, wear those masks, go vote. And as always, go here. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.